Hello, all of you, Ristekas, and Jutsekas to podcast Live to Butterfield. Today it's a Monday, 2nd of October 2023. It's a public holiday here in Sydney as well in Melbourne. However, that makes separate us winners from losers. I have a guest in studio directly from Melbourne. Her name is Heli, Helen Bauzon. And let's go talk about topic number one in a books, in a podcast, on TV, in a life. And that is dieting. Why we are fat? Don't look at me. I'm the naturally fat. But I have an expert today in the studio, Helen Bauzon from Melbourne, Victoria, directly today with me. Helen, welcome to the podcast Life the Battlefield. Thank you so much for having me. I look forward to spending some time together. Absolutely looking forward. Okay, first first things first. I want to share and want to ask you one question. Prior to COVID lockdowns, particularly where you live in Victoria, which has a world record in the longest lockdown, thanks to the greatest leader of all, then Andrews, I like to ask you, um, one thing's changed when we had to start having the lockdowns, and that is that we've been delivered the food day and night. This today didn't stop either. I can see right now in my neighborhood, my suburb, people still having the delivery of the food in crazy hours of the night, not day, night. Tell me, why we are still ordering food even today? Number of factors. The biggest one, I think, is such a long time frame of change in habit. Change in habit of being in the four walls, staying at home and using food as such a focus, as a luxury, as a treat, Mm. as make me feel good. And people have lost the skill set to cook some basic meals and they rely on the outside. So I believe it's that change in habit predominantly because of the long time frame in lockdown. My God, uh, look, I, I remember like the, before the COVID, like everyone was looking after they held so much. Eh? Mm-hmm. But something has changed, Helen. And I mean, I know that people start drinking more um, drugs. Like I saw other day statistics uh, of Australian government that uh, one-fifth of Australians are heavily sedated with the antidepressants. So this is all combined. It's a crazy things. But then we're doing the shortcuts as well, which is pills, needles, surgeries, particularly, what's it called, this gariatric, no, what's, what's the spell, this one, the stomach, you know, tied up my stomach, what the called? Bariatric, one of those examples is the gastric band. Okay, can you can you guide us to that process? Why do people do this? What that involves? What's the downsides? I mean, and how do you help when the people conduct this type of surgery? Absolutely. So, With weight loss surgery, there are multiple versions or multiple types of surgery that people can choose from. When I'm asked the question, having over 23 years of experience, which is the best surgery, Helen? Which one should I do? There are two answers that I give. Yes. (laughs) The first one is which surgery matches your lifestyle? Because all surgeries, the primary focus is manage your appetite. Mm Mm-hmm. They all do it differently. They all have different lifestyle recommendations to make it successful, but there's two prong approach to making the decision. Number one, which surgery suits your lifestyle? And number two, with surgical review, which is medically suitable for the individual? So there's, I believe, those two core answers. The... I see multiple people who choose to have weight loss surgery and the main reason is they've struggled all their life. There are hormonal reasons. Some people just don't feel satisfied. So if I can give you an example. Yes, please. If you need to eat or anyone needs to eat X amount of food, whatever that volume is, it doesn't matter. But I said eat half. For the rest of your life, eat half, whatever you need to feel content eat half and then reflect how do you physically feel you'll you'll feel not satisfied not content you'll be looking for food Mm -hmm. and that's how I describe a person who is suitable for weight loss surgery they don't get those signals of satiety to help them stop now having said that people do eat too much food People do eat to capacity until they can't eat any more food. True. 
And the mistake is when that feeling of fullness subsides, whether we go for surgery or not, I see so many people when that feeling of fullness is gone, oh, I'm hungry. But that's not hunger. That's eating to appetite. You need to let time pass more so you get the signs of hunger, which could be maybe the shakes, the grumbles in the tummy, feeling a little bit vague. So there are three layers. So weight loss surgery is for, I believe, for those individuals who don't get that contentment. Okay. Um, The biggest mistake I find, and I've researched this back many years and presented at conferences, people go into surgery seeking restriction and fullness. They often want the surgery to make them stop eating a certain amount of food. That means I'll have that fullness still. And that's a mistake. The Mm. reason? Issues can occur. Complications can occur. Surgical intervention can fail. I call it the stretch factor. (laughs) Might sound strange. (laughs) I just, I actually, I really enjoyed our conversation already. So like... (laughs) Can you, can, can you, okay, I know you're laughing, but can, can you, can you just guide us? What does that mean, um, these restrictions? You know, okay. uh, you, you mentioned two, uh, sorry, two of those uh, type of surgeries. May I ask you, what is those two type of surgeries? There's more than two, but I'll go through them absolutely. Oh, okay, so, please, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll just explain that stretch factor concept, which means, actually, I'll go this way. Number the types of surgeries. There is the gastric band. There is a rubber band that's put around the top part of the stomach. Mm-hmm. So that pressure is put on the signal points or receptors to tell the brain to feel less hungry. In the community, when you when people Google gastric band, 99% of the time I will read gastric band creates half cup capacity. That is so wrong, because it doesn't. It creates a 30 mil funnel. So you've got your esophagus, then a 30 mil area. The food goes in there. Yes. After a minute, it passes through. As it passes through where the band is, that tricks the brain to feel less hungry. 20 times that brain being fed, that message feel less hungry because the food's going through where that band is. And that puts pressure on the signals to influence the hunger. The gastric sleeve is basically removing 80% of your stomach and it's out of your body. Oh, my God. And yeah, it's, and you've got a small capacity of half cup. That's it. Now, that can stretch. If people eat to fullness, that's that that it's, it's going to stretch, right? That yeah. can increase in size. Okay, I know it's a stupid question. Sorry, Helen. I'm just out of curiosity, asking for the friend now, okay? Can the belly, let's just say my case, I'm the man of 130 kilos, can my stomach shrink if I eat less? Not just stretch. Can is the stomach shrinking as well or it's just a stretch? It's a simple way of looking at it. Yes, it can reduce in size. Okay, okay, okay. And one of the core things that I find does that is intermittent fasting. Okay. So I can give you an example. Yes, if please. you or, any of, or anyone listening has had a period of time where they've had gastro or a bit of a bug and haven't eaten for four or five days, yes, they get their appetite back and they go, Hoof, I want to eat what I used to, but mm-hmm. they can't. They can't fit it in. So I find intermittent fasting, 16, 8, 16 hours, no food, eight hour food window, it contains the stretch factor, if I can describe it like absolutely, that. Absolutely, absolutely, Helen. Yeah. So here, the two types of surgery. So like one is to put that uh, rubber band. band. Is that a laparoscopic surgery or is it just like they are open? Yes. Stuff? Yeah, okay. And yeah, the second every one, surgery is laparoscopic. And the second one is just they chop off your 80% of your stomach. Gastric sleeve, absolutely. And then there's another category called oh my bypass God. surgery. It's called what? Bypass. Keeping it really simple, bypass surgery, the anatomy of the digestive system is altered. Yes. Where a big part of the small intestine is not used for the absorption of the food. So it's bypassed. 
As a result, that changes the hormones to make us feel less hungry. So come back to why, why weight loss surgery? To control hunger, to help people feel more satisfied. However, your food, your lifestyle, your stress management, your sleep pattern, your um, exercise levels, that is the main deciding factor for weight loss surgery to still be successful. Because surgery alone will only give short-term results. Does a doctor say this to you? Does a doctor say this to a patient? You need to change everything around the surgery, or just like surgery is. No, no. We work as a team. Okay. So an awesome surgeon would say, come on, guys, let's work with her, work yeah. with us, work with the team, be supported, change those self-sabotaging habits to maximize your surgery. Okay. Because surgery is just another arm of support for weight management. Okay, now let's go. I confused you, Mario. How are we going? Look, I, 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 I try to, to keep up, but where the hell and fits in those dietings and surgeries cut my cut my testines in a vintage everything <laughs> I'm, I'm, look i make fun because of myself um reason for that is very simple i i don't accept when people say to me are you you know like as a kid my mom she would tell me you have a you have a big bones strong bones i say come on the only time in my life when i was really really i can say fit and good looking and you know a good looking in terms of you know six pack and anything else was my days in military but that was changed as well towards the end of military when i become officer and sitting in the office right yes. there was no anymore yes. running in the morning yes. with everybody and and i started gaining weight you know i mean i was like that's normal. I'm older man, 26 years old. You know. uh, spring chicken. <laughs> yeah, like it's, but then one thing I know will change in my life. I arrived in Australia at age 28, 90, uh, 26, I 98, I come in Australia, uh, my dieting changed, literally, and I start gaining weight. And literally, I was diving into, I discovered the garlic pizza, uh, garlic bread, um, the meat pies. <clears throat> All things I need back in Croatia. And my weight yeah. was just slowly gaining more and more yeah. and more. And I fall start falling category, you know, gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight. Okay. New, new resolution, this and that. But I've been recently offered to to do some things, some some injections, right? Which makes oh, me yeah. um, less um, as you say, what's it called? Uh, appetite, you know what I mean? Yes. Away. And I said, Look, that doesn't work because one one time sooner or later I need to start to face the problem you know differently so I admire myself you know in stupidity so I need to admire myself now in learning how to lose the weight so I started my own journey reducing the calories half half portions and all these things because I realize the portion size is a I'm going to come to this later with a question to you the size of portions becoming extremely extremely big but okay now let's go start with the Helen Helen how do you fit in some in all this what we talk right now? The surgeries, weight loss, dieting, drinking, you know, chasing the mermaids, midgets, you know, unicorns, all these things. Where do you fit with your business? I know you make absolutely. Pardon? I know you're gonna make you smile because the people are gonna say like, okay, what is this guy saying? Now they're gonna say, uh huh, dieting, please. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you when you have the the title as a dietitian medically, everyone thinks that I would put them on a diet. But I do quite the you opposite. Don't? <laughs> no, I couldn't oh, really? think of work. Oh, come on. Oh, okay. okay. Diets don't work. If you want to bounce up and down, Mario, or anyone else listening with their weight, diet. Go for it. You, you, there are so many meal plans for free online. You don't need someone. That's a short-term solution and not permanent oh, long-term. Short-term solution. So what you want to do is a few things. Yes, please. Avoid perfectionism. The more perfect you try to be, the less weight you lose, the harder it will become. And I will guarantee you 100% failure if you aim to be perfect. Okay. So, can you say this one more time? Yes. Less we chase in perfection, more chances yep. we're going to lose weight. Can you just expand, elaborate this, Helen? It's very important. Absolutely. I think we're going with that more direction, but I want it for our audience understand. Yeah. Perfection means you're on a diet. I would suggest 99% of us, 
me, I've been involved in back 20 years ago, 30 years. We try and follow this plan. Eat this, exercise that, count your calories. It will help you lose X weight in, in a number of weeks. That's trying to be perfect, doesn't work. How many diets do we need to be on to be convinced? It's like we've got a brick wall and we're just hitting our head because we're trying the same method and getting the same result of failure. So dieting or aiming to be perfect and say no more alcohol, no more chocolate, no more brie and cheese. You can short term, but then you start feeling deprived. You think about it. And then once you have a little bit, you feel guilty. Yes. And then we keep on going. So what do we do instead? I have this ratio of 80% of the time be on the mark. With all those things I mentioned earlier, the food, the exercise, the stress level, everything. Do what we can 80% of the time the best we can. 20% of the time, be less strict. Be mindful, but have flexibility. And I can describe it this way. Yes, please. When you make your food your friend and it's not your enemy, you have emotional control of your portions. Meaning, if you have a pack of biscuits and you open and you eat one, when you eat guilt-free, you go, yeah, that was nice. And you put the pack away and it just disappears from your mind. But if we think it's bad to eat those biscuits, we'll have one. Oh, I've mucked up. Look, I'll have another. Oh, look, I'll worry about it tomorrow. And we finish the pack. That's guilty eating. I describe it like driving on a freeway or a highway, depending where our viewers are. I'll use freeway from Australia. The speed limit is 100 kilometers. Yes. If you're on a diet, you travel 100 kilometers from A to B. But you, you know you can't because you'll crash into a car. Someone will swerve into you. You need to slow down, accommodate, and allow for flexibility to not have a car accident. So the 80-20 rule, not being perfect means 80% of the time you will go 100 kilometers. But 20% of the time, you might go 105, you might go 90, you might go 80, you might go 95. But which direction are we going? Straight. But not 100 k's all the time. At a slower pace, but we're still moving forward. We're not parking in the emergency lane and pigging out out of control because we feel like we've mucked up. That's the 80-20 rule. You're still moving forward, just at a different intensity. And you can only do that in your lifestyle and manage your weight permanently when you avoid perfectionism. Dieting is your worst friend. Can I ask one question? Like that, I mean, like I'm very upset now because you're upset. I'm upset. Not with you. Oh, I'm, upset. I'm upset with something else. Um, as you, as you. Witnesses right now and all our viewers and listeners, uh, I didn't. I didn't once. I didn't interrupt you because, in my mind, uh, stuck something else, which you said. Don't just perfection. Make your friend. Uh, sorry. Make your make your food. Make your food friend. Your friend. Yes. I never heard anybody say that. Don't just perf perfection because in contrary, uh, Helen. Please correct me if I'm wrong. You know what I mean. Sure. Let, treat me as a five years old. Aren't we witnessing on daily basis all these commercials, all these influences, and everybody's portraying how this is going to be, and yeah. everybody chasing that image, including myself. Yeah. Not anymore, but uh, but I was. I must say I was. You know, I mean, then I find my own style. But thing is, am I wrong, or is my truly or correct now when I say that we are being given the uh, particular image in, in uh, commercials and and advertisings on our social media, what we need to look like and what we need to chase. And then you say something. You who are expert, don't chase the perfection. What up? I mean, please just. <laughs> I'm just makes you upset now because okay. I have a son who is 31 years old. He chasing that perfection and he can't reach. And I'm like, 
something's wrong either with me as a father and his mother yeah. or you know yeah. what I mean or it's a society itself created yeah. that persona in his head he needs to be awesome question thank you for the opportunity to share please Helen and please, I can yeah. and I can explain to you how I managed sure, it with my daughter when she was like 12 years old as well yeah. I'm going to ask you a question first and yes, it will actually please. answer your question when you have a, an awesome friend in your life mm-hmm. a partner yes what are four characteristics that you like about that person that makes you want to hang out with them well the partner uh well in past i needed to chase you know some certain looks you know what i mean you know what i mean that that was it you know what i mean honestly it, it needed to be porn star look yes honestly like she must be the top shelf thing you know what i mean and then later change things because i realized that what i'm chasing it's um it's something what i was being given by 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 life you know what i mean to need to have um I want to compete with the other ones. That was my biggest problem. So, like, I need to have the best of something because I truly believe that's the one I need to have. And then I realized that was a wrong. So that was it. So there was no quality in somebody, you know, need to understand me. It needed to be for my eye pleasant. And everybody else to say, oh, my God, Mario, you did it again. So... No, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, that was no, Thank you. And that comes with experience, maturity, and age. Yes. If, if I can ask that question in a different way, just to sure. clarify it. If you have a, um, a friend in your life. Yes. It's not a, 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 like not a partner. Yes. But it's a friend, male or female, irrelevant. Mm-hmm. For you to want to spend time with them. Yes. What are four characteristics that they may have that you like? Oh, we, we, well, look, I, I'm admiring in, in my friend right now, like, you know, like last, I said that's last 10 years of my life, which I changed myself. It is the somebody who can understand, somebody I can talk with about topics I want, uh, yeah. that, you know, we understand each other on almost all levels and supporting each other on all levels. And most importantly, that we have a time for each other when we need, you know what I mean? Um, so it's not about money, it's not about prestige, it's not about car, the wives, the girlfriends, the kids. It is about those few things, you know, understanding, time, uh, compassion and, and desire to help each other. And that's absolutely beautiful. Mm. So when I bring that back now to your son and, you know, younger age and yes. out people listening, what makes an individual, when you have a friendship with someone... Like you've just said to me, yeah. it's an absolute rarity that people even comment about what they look like and what size they are. That's correct, yes. Because appearance is one element of what makes someone up. What makes a human a person is their personality, their care factor, how they treat people, their level of respect that they provide someone, the... Um, the fun that you have them with them in terms of having a laugh, wanting to spend an afternoon with someone. That's who we are. So when I teach my clients, yes. it's all about self-image. Self-image. And when we assess our results, we assess how do I physically feel? Am I stronger? Have my pain and joints hurting less? Are my medical conditions more under control? Do I have the quality of life that I want to get out there and live life and be physically strong and go for a hike or go for a walk or travel in a plane and feel comfortable? They are the benefits that the journey of weight management gives someone. And when you look at helping someone assess their journey, it's about looking at someone holistically, the whole picture. Not yes. just a number, because we can be physically eating perfectly, exercising, doing everything right. The number on the scale doesn't change, and people then perceive that as being a failure. So I've recently lost because of weight stress. I've gained I gained weight a few years ago. I've lost nothing on the scales, but lost one and a half dress sizes. How's that even possible, Helen? Come on. Come, seriously? No, no, no. I'll show you. One kilo of fat looks like this. Okay. 
one kilo of muscle looks like that. So you lose the bulk, okay. but you gain the muscle. And on the scale, I have stayed the same. Okay, so but that's my scale. Down, that you're showing actually, maybe now. Gone down in size. Do you teaching this your clients to, to understand what a scale says? Because nobody talks about this, Helen. You see, you're the first person I am right now talking the way I was spoke about weight loss. There is a, a number. Okay, I, I need to be now a little bit uh, rude. There is so many uh, people on, let's just say, social media who approached me, right? Literally on LinkedIn particular platform. Obviously, they saw my picture and I mean my image of my big round head and everything else. And it's like, listen, I'm I'm running a program for the for the dads, you know, I mean with the stomach and all these things. I'm like, dude, I think that this is a bit like in, in offensive, you know. I mean, maybe somebody wants to lose the weight or whatever it is, but you know, talk to me, dad is, you know, I mean, dad is that, you know, like you know, you don't know me. Maybe my head is big, but maybe I'm have a six pack, whatever it is. But I realize that's a general email, you know, sent to everybody and everything else. That person will never get a never get a business of me. You will because that's what the people need. People need to be educated, not just being told. I recently I saw a commercial. I sent you privately. There's a guy in America. Um, his name is Elliot. Elliot something, and he pushes the guys on a stage. Take a t-shirt t-shirt off. He humiliates them. Are you happy with your belly? Look, look, Helen. And I, I said, like, it's very hard to any man to impress me because I know what it takes to be the man of the character, the man of the strength, the man of the courage. But the thing is, there's so many of those coaches there who first humiliate you, they make it ridicule you because they have some type of solution or plan for you without even talking to you. That's what makes difference between Helen today, ladies and gentlemen, and the other ones. Somebody you can talk, understand what's the one kilo of the fat and what's the one kilo of the muscle what the scale says there, and what your brain registering. And that's that's what it is. But Helen, can I go a little bit, just a little bit, just a couple of steps back about these surgeries? Okay. Every surgery, and I know this because my my ex-wife, my, my very first ex-wife, she's an anesthesiologist, and she told me that um, every surgery has a risks. Now, yeah. I don't know nothing about those type of surgeries. I've never done it. I'll never do it. But I don't think that those surgeries actually on a long run can be only good. There must be something hidden, dangers or Yeah, sure. The, absolutely. So with any surgical intervention, there yes. are risks. Yeah. And the surgery with the least number of risks is the gastric band. Mm -hmm. And the surgery with the greatest risks are the bypass surgeries. Okay. Because they're cutting, <laughs> stitching, gluing, realigning mm -hmm. a number of components of the digestive system the risk of surgical air uh, complications is around that two percent three percent yes long term the stretch factor maybe things twisting anatomically needing adjustment they are all very very manageable if the client stays in contact with the clinic mm -hmm. this is how i describe it okay pre-surgery you ate pain-free. Post-surgery, I want you to eat pain-free. If you're doing all, if you're following through all the rules yes. correctly post-surgery and it hurts to eat, it's coming back up, it's jamming and you can't fix it at home, run to the clinic. Complications occur when people don't maintain contact with the clinic. One of the surgeons I work with yes. says we don't sleeve and leave. Sleeve. Gastric sleeve and leave. That's because a good one. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the gastric band, you need to come back and maintain the fluid in the, yes. in the band and so forth. But with the sleeve and bypass, once they've had surgery, it's hard to get back them back into the clinic. So I have only seen complications occur when the client stays home because... Sometimes they get seduced by the weight loss. It's easy initially. Okay. And even though they're vomiting, they're seduced by weight. the weight loss. That's a, that, that's a good that is a good one. Seduced <laughs> by the weight loss. I need that hammer. I gonna you're not gonna use this for the title, seriously? You know, like 
I have a 600,000 followers, right? And subscribers. And I, I, when I said this, seduced by the weight loss. I mean, yeah. that's what it is. You know, that's, that's, please continue. Sorry, it was just come no, to me no, like no, a, a I epiphany. I repeat what you're saying is like, palm. Yeah, so they, they do. It's They're in such a level of desperation and desire to reach these goals. Because remember all those things I mentioned about quality of life? Yes. The, sitting in the plane without being looked at, all sorts of things. Um, when they get that quality of life, they do anything to get there, but sometimes they compromise their health. And um, so they've just got to You're stay. You're so polite now. You're so polite. Eh? Because when yeah. I ask you a question, like uh, I say as a big person, as I'm the big person, I still don't go any shopping in the big Johnny, uh, uh, but still I'm on double XL sizes. And uh, recently, you and I witnessing not you and I, but everybody in society witnessing that uh, being obese it's acceptable. The body body language, uh, like I say something, I can say this. You don't need to say this one. I think it's the biggest rubbish. I think it's the biggest bullshit in the planet. I can say this one. And I tell you this for the one simple uh, simple reason. My son was uh, epileptic for almost 12 years. And these drugs he was getting, you know, to drink in the morning, almost 36, 38 pills, you know, was per day. It was slowing his metabolism. He was gaining weight, you know what I mean? And he was struggling. He was struggling. The doctor says he's going to become diabetic. And I was like, come on, man. He comes just from one thing to from bed to worse. He says, that's a downfall, he said, with the weight. Thank God, you know, uh, He's gone out of the epilepsy, but he's become diabetic. Uh, sorry, uh, type one diabetes. Uh, uh, the person, unfortunately, and he's losing weight and everything else. But doctor says it's too late because that's a downside of the these pills and everything else. So obese is not. And doctor says, you know, he was obese. He's lost the weight, but he still damage is done by the pills and weight, which he is not his fault. Um, but it was happened. And I was sitting there in, in, in the chronologist and I saw the, all these kids, right, being told by parents, it's okay to be fat. I'm like, and the kids actually having diabetes at age seven or eight. That stage, my son was night 17 or 18. Um, and I was worried about his future. Today, we have that influx being, being obese is okay. I don't think scaling is okay because on the long run, your body, it's going to be you're going to die, you know what I mean, young age, you know. What do you think about this one? Oh, it's huge, and I totally agree. It, there's a lot of diplomacy around people's weight. I have clients who are offended when their GP actually is quite up front and tells them where they're sitting on the scale. They're upset because they told them they're fat, eh? Sorry, I, can, I can probably tell you why. Yeah, please tell there's me why. A, tell me. There's okay. a level of disconnect. There's a level of disconnect with where we actually are with our weight mm. because we can avoid looking in mirrors. So it's not really happening. The weight's not going up. Yes. People accommodate the weight gain so they can't feel it. Accommodate means they wear baggy T-shirts, they wear elasticize. Are you, are you wearing a baggy T-shirt, Mario? No, <laughs> no, but you, but you know what? I said this other day, like, lots, sorry to interrupt you. I say, I have feeling we're living on an Anakin Skywalker planet Tatooine with everything is baggy clothing. Everybody's in, t in a shirt, the, what's it called, the extra T-shirts, the, the, what's it called, um, the shorts. I didn't saw the man in a suit for such a long time. And I'm like, what the? F anyway, sorry. Ooh, no, it's okay, okay that's because that's why we get bigger and don't realize until we're so uncomfortable. They go, oh, how did that happen? Yes. It happened by co covering our eyes, by allowing it. So we, I always say to people, if you want to lose weight but you haven't got the mojo, go buy some undies that are really tight. Get, get, <laughs> if you want to lose a size 14, get a size 12 so it digs in. Yes, yeah. And then you, you feel uncomfortable. Um, and that's where I always say have an outfit as your benchmark. Yes that you put on every two weeks or three weeks. It needs to fit comfortably. And if we're ignoring the weight gain and you go to put some clothes on that don't fit, we start having wardrobe malfunctions and stress yes. and we start wearing baggy clothes and accommodating. So, yes, I think also the other thing to consider, Mario, is which is really strange, 
when people start to lose weight, they've lost 10 kilos, 20 kilos, 30 kilos, people then say, are you okay? Are you sick? Oh, you, you, you're good. No, no you're good. Uh, you know what? Let people lose weight. Yes. And not sabotage it. Because so we're why... used to everyone looking overweight. When someone starts to look leaner, they just go, oh, are you sick? Can we, can we blame the Helen? So we can blame something on TV, commercials and everything else. You know, I mean that we are, you know, everything is extremely very well playing on TV. Like, you know, like like this weekend, I'm not into this footy NRL or these things. I'm not born in Australia, so I don't follow that sport. It's not my type of sport. But, you know, I know that my, my few friends uh, who are very, very close, they call me to come their home. It's going to be Barbie and everything else. I understand. I said, like, look, my, that's not my type of sport because I'm going to enjoy the Barbie and uh, maybe, you know, just glass of water because I don't drink yeah. alcohol. But, you know, that's all for me. But we are having the influx of, of terrible food. You know, I think that food is actually misleading. Yeah. The advertising on food in FMCGs, in shops, it's misleading. And, uh, and I say this why. Um, we can, I can see there's a lot of food says, uh, light or 90% fat free, no sugar. But then, if yes. you look in the labels at the back, it's actually yeah. corn syrup, you know, what I mean, and you know, whatever unicorn, you know, sugar, well, it's something it is, yeah, but you know, something it is. I mean, like, it's just and like, why this, why so much misleading things in shops? Because people should do, do okay. The question I have, I'm excited now, should we as a people before we buy the food, should we read the the, what it says of the at the back of the content of the product or not? The answer is yes and no. There's two ways to answer that question. Okay. It's really simple. Um, the word light, L-I-G-H-T, <laughs> the word light, L-I-T-E, yeah. has got a different meaning yeah. if it's on a yogurt, <laughs> cheese or oil or yes. chips. yes. So then people say, oh, that's low fat. And that means I can eat as much as I want. So it gets misleading. So yes, read the label. I would suggest ignore the fancy colors and words at the front of the packet, flip it, get your glasses, get your magnifying glass and start interpreting the numbers because that will tell yeah. you if it's okay. Now, it's very hard to find something low fat and low sugar, low fat, low salt. So the way to look at this is and where people get confused. Oh, I'll go buy this diet sweet biscuit because it's only got X calories. Yes, but when you read the amount of sugar, it's really high. So I keep it really simple. If do you know what? I'll tell you a story really, really quickly. I was no, walking no. down on a holiday um, at a coffee shop. Someone said, stranger, my ears pricked up. Oh, I'm being good today. I'll have some carrot cake. Yes. There's no, Just because there's some orange pieces, <laughs> it doesn't make the carrot cake any healthier yeah. than a pizza plavlova or chocolate cake. You know why? because they add butter, milk, cream, whatever, to make the cake. Yes. Oh, but I make the fruit cake at home myself. I know what's in it. Yes, but there's dried fruit, nuts, flour, butter, whatever. So because someone makes it at home, it doesn't make it any healthier. It's still high in calories. So if something's in a packet and it's sweet yes. or savory, it's most likely going to be high in something that will hold your weight back. So I've never, and a good example is a muesli bar. Yes. Often people think muesli bars are great, but I have never in my life seen a muesli bar orchard tree. Does that make sense? No. Can you explain? Have you ever seen a tree like you would see an apple tree with yeah, an yeah, apple? Yeah. Have you ever seen a tree produce muesli bars in a plastic wrapper hanging off the tree? No, never. That means it's processed. Processed food is going to be high in calories. So people can't lose weight eating food out of packets. 
predominantly. You've got to come back to the basics. You don't need to be a chef. Just steam some veggies, cut a salad, put some protein to it, and portion control the carbohydrate. So rather than having a bowl of pasta like this, bring it down, have more sauce and lots of salad. So I teach people how to eat a little of everything guilt-free and portion control it with the eyes. I think that our... It becomes a lot simpler. Yeah, our society is looking for the shortcuts. Now, you mentioned already, uh, the problems can be solved with the surgeries and, you know, with the uh, injections I was being offered. I think it's called Saxenda. Yep. Um, The only reason why I was being offered, that was uh, uh, December last year, I start. I was traveling with my son. He studied medicine. Oh, oh my God! Anyway, he. I know everything. Oh, you know. Oh, and and uh, he says to me, Dad, I think you need to go to doctor because you become hypochondriac. And I said, Okay, I go to doctor. And the lady, she says to me, my doctor, she says, Oh, you you haven't been for such a long time. Let's go do blood test. And at that stage, I say to everybody, like, I don't lie because that's true. I was smoking for thirty years. I was smoking two packets per cigarettes per day. I was born with smokes in my mouth. War was just excelled. You know, the manhood being alpha male in military and, you know, double, double seven lifestyle, smoking was normal. But then comes stage in life I need to stop because my doctor, she told me, all your values are in the middle, in the blood values, right? Uh, blood blood uh, exam. She said, one of these values goes in negative, everything's going to crush. Your yeah. blood pressure, it's 170, 130. I said, what does that mean? She says to me, I think you are a good candidate to have a heart attack or stroke. She says, it's going to happen one way or another. I said, like, what? Um, then she says to me, it's up to you what you're going to do. Lose the weight, stop smoking, or you're going to continue life till it doesn't go and it's going to hit you. I didn't say I was afraid, 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 you know, like, you know, but, uh, but I was start worrying about that day. And that day was the last day I smoked and I started you know, doing different things in my life. I got the pills for the blood, uh, for the blood pressure, one pill per night. And I was very upset. I said, I'm 50 years old, have the one blood pressure pill. And then somebody told me, it's like, oh man, I had the blood pressure when I was 30 years old. I was like, what? I was like, they're hearing more these stories, more these stories. And the pill after pill after pill. I'm not in the pills anymore because blood pressure comes uh, 125, 80. Sure she done. says to her, listen, you done it. You lost 15 kilos. You know, please yeah. keep that way. And more things. Yeah. I'm going to talk to you about this personally. But I think myself, how many people go daily to the doctor, GP, and they just get pills and pills and pills? And what my doctor, she told me, she said, I have a patients have their cholesterol to the roof and they're getting the stronger pills for cholesterol. What they do, they're eating more cholesterol food instead of less. And uh, I said to myself, why the people don't yeah. take it seriously what we're putting in our mouth? I was being told by a good friend of mine, Vako Tao, he's in Melbourne. Um, he told me that all our problems come in on our mouth and coming out of my, our mouth. So Helen, why we people don't take it seriously what we're eating and how much we're eating? Because after all, that fuel is going to eat up and excel our uh accelerate our success or it's going to be our de- detriment and kill us why we don't take yeah. it seriously food i think that's an awesome question really cool and after practicing for 25 years my yes. experience is people feel like they've tried so many times mm-hmm. they've tended to give up okay. they feel they need to restrict so much to get a result yes that they give up uh, they may go see someone who's only had a, a um, three-hour training on nutrition. Look, then, look at my face. Look at my face. <laughs> I know then, those ones on LinkedIn coming to me like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then I, and then they I wonder, why do people give up? I know some people refer to me and it takes them four years to eventually come hmm. because they have just couldn't do, the, do it themselves. They come and see me and they go, oh. Is that all there is to it? Yes, people. It's not complicated. Mm. So I just believe that people try and do it themselves because there's so much information online for free, which is awesome. But how do you decipher between that? How do you personalize it? How do you make it practical and doable? That's where people have lost confidence 
and I feel like it they've clumped it in the too hard basket. They see a PT, okay. they go on a diet. They see a nutritionist, they go on a diet. Diets don't work. Stop dieting. And that and I've had many people come to me and get great results because I've dropped the their barriers of you know I many people come to me I know what to do Helen I've come because my doctor sent me but they're 30 kilos overweight I went no problem let's work through this and the one thing I get them to do to increase an awareness of their contact to what they're actually eating, I say, please use a plate diary. Okay, plate diary. What's okay. a plate diary? And I just say, anything that passes your lips, is it a crumb, is it a grape, is it a biscuit? Put it onto a plate first, yeah. and if you're not sitting and eating, don't eat. And during the day, if you go, oh, 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 that means and I just do that with fasting and they come back going, okay, I'm open for more information. The second thing I want to quickly just relay here, yeah, if I can go it. back to the example that I use with my daughter. Yes. Uh, very similar physique to me, strong and fit. Yes. And when she was in primary school, she wanted to be her, like her friends who were leaner and perceived with that skinny so how did i how did i manage it this is really important for the parents who were listening yeah. i didn't compare her i said look how strong your body is look how fit you are look how strong you are to play soccer and i focused on her mobility and achievement with what she loves to do she's never questioned it she had this desire to eat so i'll give yes. another quick example it relates yes. to adults as well yes we went to a restaurant in melbourne called the Glen, where you can eat whatever you want we were in the queue and she said mama you know what she's nearly 20 and she still calls me mama i love it oh you're a lucky one eh? <laughs> and they and they call their dad baba which is great <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> and um she said mama can we eat whatever we want? Yes, Leah. Can we go up as many times as we want? Yes. And I could see where she was going to go. By the end of the night, she goes, Mama, I feel sick. I go, why? What happened? I ate too much food. I said, tell me, what made you eat so much food? I wanted to taste everything, Mama. I said, but do you know that we can come back? It's not the last time you'll see this food and you can pick and choose what you want. Really, Mama? Yep. We went back on purpose four weeks later. I said nothing. Interesting. And I said, and I said, oh, Leah, you know, just go grab whatever you want. She grabbed one plate. She put a little bit of everything, whatever she wanted. And then she goes, oh, I'll go, go grab a dessert. She goes, oh, but I want three things. I go, what do you want? Donut, ice cream, and chocolate cake. Oh, that's a good choice, eh? That's a good yeah. cover. She's good. And, yeah. she's and good. I said, okay, well, I'm getting the chocolate cake. Taste mine. Your brother's getting the donut. How about you get the ice cream and you taste ours and eat yours? She goes, okay, mama. Mm. At the end of the night, I go, how do you feel? Oh, she goes, I said, really good. I went, that's it. So without going through all the science and yes. how I educate the adults is that similar concept. When you go to a restaurant, when it's grand final weekend, when you're on a way on a holiday, it's not the last time we're going to see the food. You know what? Can I ask you a question? You choose what you want to eat and then come back the next you, time. You, you, just, you just touched something which I didn't even intention to ask, but it's, it's a good question to ask for everybody who loves traveling and holidaying when we travel on holiday right is okay to we eat like a pigs or is we no. should be okay please can you just no. little bit elaborate on this one no. when we traveling how we should eat like you're at home pick and choose what you want to eat 80 percent of the time choose well 
20% on the holiday, eat different, eat a little bit more, but don't go into self-sabotage for the whole holiday, which means I'll eat whatever I want, as much as I want for the next three days, two months, two weeks, and I'll think, I'll work it out when I come back. Mm. Okay. That's a mistake because people can lose 20 kilos a year and stay the same. I'm going to challenge you. How does that happen? Someone can lose 20 kilos and stay the same. How is that impossible? I, I Go on a holiday, they gain five kilos, they lose five kilos. Okay. Easter comes, they gain three kilos, they go back home, they lose three kilos. Oh, okay. They go on another long weekend, they gain six kilos, they come back, they lose six kilos. Okay. They lose 20 kilos but never lose weight overall because they are on a health kick or off a health kick. That's, that's the impact of perfectionism okay. and not driving on a freeway, 100Ks, 80Ks, 90Ks, 95. You're just on, on yeah. but at different speeds, different intensities. Interesting, eh? So I Helen, think I've confused you, Mario. I think we might need to chat again. <laughs> no, no, we want to chat with you more, like you know what I mean. But Helen, I'm aware of the time, yes. and I want to I want to ask you um, the question before we wind up. Yeah. What are you offering to the clients, oh. and how are you offering? Where they can find you, and what they can expect from Helen Bauzon? Oh, thank you. Very nice. My website, HelenBauzon.com.au. You, if you're serious and you want to manage your health and become the best version of you and keep it for life, that's what I do. Make food your friend and eat a little of everything guilt-free. Seduce it by loss weight. Sorry, seduce it by the weight loss <laughs> and make it, your, make it food your friend. Yeah. This is a two very powerful sentences. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest directly from Melbourne, helenbauzom.com.au. I'm going to put the comment section below how you can contact Helen. Um, guys, I think it's time to you drop all this BS about around the dieting. I think it's time to you hear that something what is going to be permanent is going to be good for you. And that is that you fall in love with your food, not being uh, guilty what you're eating, but you know how to eat properly and still enjoy the life. And who better than Helen Bauzom? Um, guys, feel free to contact Helen and, and enjoy the life, hey? enjoy the healthy life. Helen doesn't do just a dieting, but she has other expertise around the health as well. So please chat to her because you'll be glad you did it. Helen, thank you very much for being my guest today. Thank you so much for your time, Mario. Now you're welcome. Man. Enjoy the weekend, guys. Comment section below. Feel free to subscribe, share, like, and comment. Contact Helen. Enjoy the healthy life.